This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I'm going to continue uh, a series on fasting, and uh, because you know we still need to keep fasting, we got two more weeks. Amen. And um, praise God. And I'm just going to just encourage you if maybe you didn't do as well this week. Amen. We got two more weeks. Amen. And you can do better this week. Amen. You can get even better. Amen. And uh, and that's what the Christian walk is all about. It's 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 uh, it's trying to just get better. Amen. That's all we're trying to do is get better as Christians. Amen. And so there's no, um, you know, uh, no shame in your game if you're trying. Amen. It's the people that don't try then those are the people that have problems, amen? So, so you need, a, you know, God looks at our hearts. He knows that, that we, um, we have weaknesses, and, uh, but we're moving forward, amen? So today I want to talk to you about keys to fasting. And, uh, you know, the number one reason, I, you know, I get people, or I even hear ministers say, well, fasting doesn't change God, it only changes you. Have you ever heard that? But I have to beg to differ. I, I, I go against the grain, and because, you know, if God is set on doing something like judging a nation, um, uh, and if you're fasting like the Ninevites, they fasted, and they fasted, and, and it avoided judgment, so it did change God. Yeah. 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 So when, they, when people say, God, fasting doesn't, it only changes you, it doesn't change God, you know, well, God was going to judge Nineveh, so uh, what about that? Amen. So, so, so it did, it changed the trajectory of judgment on Nineveh. So it did change, you know, God from moving forward in judging Nineveh. Amen. So I would have to say fasting is more than just changing us. And hopefully it does. It, it change. it puts us in a place where hopefully that we're getting a better perspective uh, of who we are in Christ and what, what, you know, what we can do in Christ and, you know, and what, what he's doing in us and, and what's going on in this life, you know, that, that our eyes can be open to truth. But, but I believe that fasting, I mean, even prayer, does prayer change things? Right? Now, I understand God wants his blessing on the earth. And so we want, we, we understand that God's all about getting the blessing down here. But to get the blessing down here, we have to position ourselves for that blessing. We have to get in a position. And that position is a lot of times on our knees. Can I say that again? And so the number one reason that we fast, um, the number one reason, and it's probably the highest reason, even as Christians, is that we fast to humble ourselves. Amen. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but, but, but I'm fighting pride, everyone. Anybody ever fight pride in here? Anybody ever fight that, that pride, you know? Uh, you know, we, 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 we fight pride at times. Uh, last night, um, I was uh, reading the Bible, and I want to encourage you in this 21 days of fasting uh, to read your Bible every day. And I didn't mention it last Sunday, but... There's 21 chapters in the book of the Gospel of John. And if you could read one chapter every day, uh, that would get some word going in your life. Amen. And so I've been committed to doing the one chapter 
every day, and I'm trying to do it, and I am doing it with my, my daughter, Christina Grace. And uh, so we're reading the Bible together, and I'll have her read it, and I'll read some of it. And so last night we were reading the Gospel of John. I'm talking about pride today, okay? And, uh, and so, uh, so we're reading it, and I read a little portion of it, and she, and she, read, uh, she read the rest of the, the portion of it. And I said, you did really good. She said, yeah, and I read more than you, Daddy. <laughs> I read more than you, Daddy. What am I talking about? See, see, we, it, pride, you know, hey, I, 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 I'm one up on you, you know. Uh, uh, did you fast? I said, yeah, I've, I've, I, I fasted, did Daniel's fast. Well, you ate, I didn't eat. You know, you didn't really do much, right? And so, and so we need to be very careful that we're not trying to one up on, on everybody. But, you know, my daughter, Christina, I, I read more than you, daddy. You know, and, and that's the way we are sometimes. We, we have, we we're dealing with pride. You know, and, and we're, we're dealing with these things. And, and, and John, uh, the apostle John says there's three things that we deal with um, that we battle in this life. And, and uh, talking about the flesh is the, 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 the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life. So the lust of the eyes, we, want every, we see something, we want it. Amen. The, the lust of the flesh, you know, whatever our flesh craves, we'll get it. If you want a chocolate chip cookie, you got it. You're going to get it. If you want, you know, donuts, you're going to. Are you here what I'm saying today? Whatever, whatever, you know, it's it's it's, you know, you, you cannot fulfill lust. The Bible says lust you cannot fulfill. You just keep wanting more. And then you have the pride of life. And the pride of life is that one upping on other people. In other words, that you're doing better than other people. Amen. And so and so so I believe that when we're fasting, um, what happens is that we're we're saying that we're relying on. Hopefully we're not fasting for competition or we're not fasting to show how great we are. But but hopefully we're fasting because we're humbling ourselves before God and we're letting God know that 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 he is God and we're not. That he's in charge and we're not and that and that we have to have uh, God in our lives that we have to have him. So the principle of pride versus humility run through the entire Bible and and in Proverbs 16, 18, it says, pride goes before destruction, amen, and a haughty spirit before a fall. So, so when we start thinking, and pride, pride is, even worry can be pride. And some say, what, pastor, you mean if I'm worried? Well, you're not trusting God. Amen. You're trusting in, if you're worrying about your money, you're trusting in, you know, your finances. If you're worrying about your health, you're, you're trusting in try and do everything right in that area. No, no, you got to put your trust in God. Yes. You got to put your trust in God. So, so when we're, when we're fasting, uh, what we're saying is God, uh, you know, you're in charge and, 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 and I need you in my life more than anything else. In Matthew 23, 12, it says, whoever exalts himself will be humble and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So this year, I really believe that God wants to bring us up higher. I, I believe he wants to bring us up to the next level. I'm so excited about our, our, our worship team and, and, uh, and Telly joining the team. 
And I'm telling you, I'm so excited. I really believe the team is really, there, there's more life in the team. Amen. Now, we do have one of our team members out. Keep Sereda in prayer. She's been battling some health issues. But she's going to be back in full force real soon. Amen. And, uh, and we'll, we'll have the triumphant trio back. Amen. And then I think we might even have another worshiper coming on the team. And so I'm going to have to, and maybe, maybe a couple more worshipers on the team. And I'm going to have to change the name to Triumphant Trio. I don't know what I'm going to call it when it gets to four and five people. Amen. So uh, we got the we got we got Michael. You got you got a name for him. So my name for my 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 group now is the Triumphant Trio. So uh, so I don't want to mess that name up, but I'm okay with it. We'll, we'll get we'll keep adding more uh, more people to the team, and because God is amazing, and He's gonna. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, God's building this church. Pastor's not building this church. God's building this church. And whatever God wants to do, he can do it. Amen. And, you know, and, and, and I believe that it's just a matter of time before everything starts falling in place. Amen. But you got you got to be at peace when, when, when things aren't looking right. You still have to remain your peace level. You can't be looking at everything, you know, I, like I'm in the stock market and I'm in cryptocurrencies and, you know, and right now crypto's down right now. And normally when it's up, I'm happy and when it's down, I'm sad. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When the stock market's up, you're happy. When it's down, you're sad. But that should not be, that should not be us because our trust in, is not in money or our investments. Our trust is in God. Amen. And so we got to keep trusting God. Look at your neighbor and say, trust God. So when you're fasting, when you're fasting, you're going you're gonna to learn to lean on God. I have to have God's anointing on my life. I got to have his anointing no matter what it looks like. You know, the Bible says that God will feed you in the famine. So you might be suffering some famine today. The church may look like it's in a famine right now. But get ready. Get ready. We're soon going to be feasting. Are you hear what I'm saying today? Once we break our fast in another week, <laughs> we're soon going to be feasting. Glory to God! But 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 just 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 stay steady, stay steady in the fight of faith. Amen. And so so in Matthew 23 it says, uh, or James 4:6 says, but but he who gives more grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So when you're fasting, I really believe this, and you're doing it with the right heart attitude, I believe that it enhances the grace on our life. And that grace is it's God's power and his ability to get us, you know, walking through this life triumphantly. I'm going to say that again. His grace enables us, in other words, more, more grace, more anointing, uh, more, it's going to be easier to walk this Christian life. Less grace, it's it, harder it is. Isn't that right? I need more grace. Pass the gravy. I mean, I mean, pass the grace. Pass the gravy. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I need more grace in my life. I, 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 need God, I need the God factor in my life. You know, some people are dealing with situations and doctor's reports and bad doctor's report. But that's not the final report. God's report is the final report. So, so don't be focused on the doctor's report. Yes, it's a report. You know, I had, you know, Robert went through some health issues a few years back. And 
um, we prayed for him and God touched him. And, and so he had to go, he, he went elected to go through surgery. And when, he, when Robert went through that surgery, uh, the thing that he was dealing with, uh, the doctors were amazed that it was smaller than, than it first began when they did the x-rays and they did and all that. And, and, and Robert said, I shouldn't even got, I shouldn't even got that surgery. I, it would have been, it would have disappeared in another three or four months. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is that right, Robert? And, um, and so, but, but he did get the surgery and the doctors were amazed and, and he came through it. Praise God. It, it was, it was possibly life threatening. And, um, and, but, 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 but Robert stayed on the word. Glory to God. He came through it. He's still here today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So it doesn't matter what the enemy's attacking us with. What, what we're doing here for the first three weeks of the year is we're preparing ourselves for the attacks of the enemy down... I'm, I'm talking to somebody today, amen? We're preparing ourselves because the enemy's going to try to hit you over the head. He's going to try... There's, gonna, there's a storm up ahead. There's, there's going to be something that's going to come against us. But if we're prepared, if we're fortified, if we're getting prepared, then when, whatever that storm comes, we'll be standing on the rock that Jesus talks about. Why? Because right now we're getting firmly, our foot firmly footed on the rock. And so, and so because we're fasting and praying and seeking God the first of the year, we're getting ourselves ready for the storm. And then when the storm comes, we're going to remain standing through that storm and we will not fall. We had some storms last year and and we we encountered some some I mean, the enemy hit us last year. We got to admit, you know, Arlene, you know, our, our worship leader, and uh, you know, she's in heaven now. I mean, thank God for that. But it 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 was not easy, uh, you know, for me. You know, oh my Lord, and then the team said, "What are we going to do without Arlene?" You know, and then the and but the team is bouncing back. Glory to God. I mean, I, I'm telling you, it's, there's, there's life in the team and the worship team. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And God is, no matter what the enemy means for harm, God can turn for good. And whatever trouble we're receiving, get ready for the double. Get ready for the double. Get ready for God to do something amazing. No matter what, see, when the enemy hits us, you know, he doesn't know if we're going to shrink back into fear or we're going to stand up in faith. And we're going to keep fighting. And I'm telling you, I'm looking at fighters this morning. We're not people that give up. No, we, we keep pressing in until we see the promise. So, so when, we, when we are fasting, we're humbling ourselves before the Lord. And, and, and there's two things that he will do when we do that. He will raise us up in due season. Because God is a promoting God. He wants to promote us. He wants to lift us up. He wants to bring us to the next level. In other words, God wants us moving forward. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I'm telling you, this year, Sea Life Church is moving forward. And then, you know, when we humble ourselves, God, like I said earlier, God will give you more grace. And, and I'm telling you, more grace is more God's ability on our lives to do what God is calling us to do. And His grace makes things easy. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It makes it easier. And so it's His power on us to do a job. Amen? 
And so, and so, and so, we, so number two, to when we're fasting, hopefully this fast and praying and getting to the word will bring us closer to God. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I need to get closer to God. I, I need, why? Because there's so many things out here in this world that's volleying for our attention. And, there's, and the enemy is a master of distractions. And he's constantly trying to get us distracted from the mission that God has placed on our lives. And that's to bear good fruit. And so the, the devil's trying to distract us. So we need to get close to God. There's so many things out here that's volleying for our time and trying to pull us away from God, trying to keep us busy all the time. But I'm going to say this. They that wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord. You know, some of you might say, well, I feel tired, Pastor. I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling fatigued. I'm, I'm all that. Are you, have you been waiting on the Lord? Because they that wait on the Lord, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. So, 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 so in this fast, I believe that, that, that as you wait upon the Lord, uh, God is going to strengthen you. And God's going to give you his strength. Even though you may be dealing with situations where you feel like they, that, 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 they might seem to be trying to overcome you. No, you're going to overcome those situations. So in James 4, 8, I love this. It says that you draw near to God and God will run from you. No, it doesn't say that, does it? No, it says draw near to God and God says, I'm out of here. You know? No, no, <laughs> no, you know, no, that person's the problem. I'm out of here, you know. Uh, no, 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 the Bible says if you draw near to God, and this is another thing. Uh, can, can, I just, can, I, can I prove my point out? Fasting doesn't change God, you know, it, it just changes you. No, it, it does change, it can change what God is willing to do in your life. So, so it, I don't understand this. <clears throat> they say, well, works, you know, uh, just works doesn't change God. Well, now listen, listen. Uh, then this scripture would be all wrong. It says, draw near to God, and then uh, God doesn't do nothing. No, when we draw near to God, it, 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 it moves God to draw near to us, doesn't it? So is that moving God? Are you moving God when you draw near to Him? He draws near to you. Right? So you're moving Him into your equation. So when you draw near to God... The Bible says he draws near to you. Think about that. If you draw near to God, God draws. See, the Bible says that God is a God that hides himself. Yes, it does. It says that that the Bible says he, in the Old Testament, he's a God that, that hides himself for us to find him. In other words, he doesn't just show himself off. In other words, he wants us seeking him. So there is a part in the Bible that says he's a God that hides himself so that we can find him. Now, he is a God that reveals himself too. So so he's a God that hides himself and he's a God that reveals himself. To some that don't want God, that doesn't believe in God, that's not standing in faith, he will hide himself from those people. When they say, well, prove to me that there's a God. 
If, if God is really real, let lightning strike right now. Be careful. Right? No, no, no. No, we have to seek out God. We have to seek God. We, we have to search him out. Amen. So 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 if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And so so he purposely want, see God wants to play hide and seek. In other words, you know that 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 game hide and seek, you ever play that with your kids? And and so your kids go run and hide and then then you go seek after them. In a sense, sometimes God will you know his presence won't be that strong on us and when we're not sensing his presence, it's time to seek him. We're not seeking his peace. It's time to seek him. We're not seeking his, when we're not uh, walking in joy like we need to, we, we lost the joy in our fellowship. We need to start seeking him. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So he will purposely, in a, he, he purposely allows us to seek him out. And, and it, the Bible says that if you seek him, you will find him. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying today? If you seek God, make it this year that you're going to seek God more than anything else in your life. That God is going to be number one, that you're going to seek him. Amen? In Mark 2, it says, The disciples of John and the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, Why did the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of a bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. So what is he saying here? Well, in, in that day when his disciples were following him, John the Baptist's disciples were fasting, right? And but 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 Jesus disciples were not fasting. They were a little jealous about it. And Jesus said, there's no need for them to fast right now. I am with them. My I am with them. If they have a question, I can answer it. If they got a problem, I can fix it. I'm I'm with them. But he says there's going to be a time where I'm not I'm going to be in heaven. Amen. And, and I'm going to be sitting at the right hand of the Father. And there's going to be a time where, where you need to fast. What? So you can have the presence of Jesus close to you. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Today? You need to have the presence of Jesus close to you. So, so he's saying in that day, you will fast. Amen. What day is that? That's the day that we're in today. Amen. That's the day that we need to fast. Why? Because we need, we need to I have, have the presence of Jesus on our lives. We need that, that presence, amen? Number three, uh, fasting helps us understand God's word in a greater way to receive more insight. Now, I, 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 I don't know about you, but I need more insight in God's word. And so, and Jesus would minister, you know, parables, and then he would tell his disciples what the parables really meant. And sometimes the Bible is a coded book and, it, and, and God wants that coded book to be decoded by the Holy Spirit. In other words, there's things in the Bible that God wants us to understand and get a revelation on. Amen. That we shouldn't just go with what some preacher says, but we need to get revelation knowledge of God. And we know that there were some people when Jesus was crucified uh, some disciples of Jesus in Luke twenty four thirteen to twenty seven, 
um, there was uh, uh, peop- there were a couple guys that were traveling to the road to uh, of Emmaus. Remember this story, and uh, and Jesus appeared to them and started talking to them about uh, 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 asking them what was going on, and they said, "Haven't you heard? Jesus was crucified." And they started talking to Jesus. They didn't know Jesus. Jesus was in disguise. He was purposely hiding himself. Hello. From these two men. He was hiding himself. He wanted to see what they thought about Jesus being crucified. And then he started sharing with them the reason why Jesus needed to be crucified. And and to fulfill the scriptures. Remember that? He was hiding himself. They didn't see who he was. Right? And then finally they said, yeah, that's right. Jesus was supposed to be crucified and raised on the third day and all that. And finally, after he was done, he said, they said, why don't you stay with us a little longer? And, and then he disappeared. And they said, that was Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So he hid himself for a moment so they could, uh, what, hear his word and believe. They, were, they, were, they weren't in belief. They, they, they were not in hope. They, they were in doubt and unbelief. And when Jesus finally explained to them what, what Jesus had to do to go to the cross, then they realized that Jesus was the Messiah and he's the truth and he's the resurrected one. Amen. And so, and so when we fast and pray, we need to get a, revel, a greater revelation of God's word in us because we don't know the word like we need to know the word. We don't know the scriptures like we need to know the scriptures. Have you ever read the scriptures, the same scripture over and over again? I hope you have. Because we need to be studying the scriptures. And when you read the scriptures, sometimes you don't get it the first time or the second time or the third time. But if you keep reading the scriptures, it will start to make sense to you. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to us. But then when we keep reading the scriptures, then God can reveal to us the scriptures. Martin Luther, <clears throat> uh, the great theologian that, um, uh, that reformed the Catholic Church, the great refor- uh, reformist, uh, Martin Luther, he, um, he, he, ex- he, he created or actually he translated the Bible from, from Greek and Hebrew into the German language. And he did this, but he did this, uh, and he understood he could read, you know, Greek and Hebrew. He was a scholar, and uh, he was an attorney before he became a monk, a uh, uh, Catholic monk. And then he found out that it was more about it was more than just works that were justified by faith. And he got the revelation that we were justified by faith. Amen. Apart from works, that we have to believe God, but in our believing God, it produces works. Okay. So works is still part of it, amen. And um, and so he he actually translated the Bible, and and they said that the German Bible is one of the closest to uh, to the manuscripts uh, that you can get. And he and he translated it fasting. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? God gave him revelation on how to translate the Bible from Greek to Hebrew to German. And it's still one of the best translations in the world. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so why, why, why did he do that? He understood the power of fasting. It puts, the, it puts the God factor on your life. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? It puts God in your life in a greater way. I don't know about you, but, but I need, number four, I need direction in my life. I need fresh direction in my life. I, I, need, I need God to reveal greater things to me. Uh, you know, the Bible says that, that, that if you seek God with all your heart, that if you, if you call upon Him, He will show you great and mighty things you know not of. Has anybody ever read that scripture? Great and mighty things you know not of. And I want to see those great and mighty things. Maybe God may want to take you to heaven. Maybe God wants to give you a vision of heaven. Amen. Maybe God wants to uh, uh, give you some revelation uh, in the word of God that will radically change your life. Or maybe God will, uh, you know, give you a, a fresh direction uh, on, on this year, on what you might need to do with, maybe you don't know what you might need to do in a certain area, but God can give you fresh direction in that area so He can propel you to move forward in that area. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Proverbs 29, 18 is, is something that we read uh, uh, quite often. It says here, uh, where there is no vision, this is the Amplified Classic I'm reading out of, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, is blessed, happy, fortunate, is he. So we see here that, that, that the, the, the most important thing we can get from God, one of the most important things we can get from God, is a redemptive revelation of God. We need a redemptive revelation of God. Another, uh, 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 another way they translated this passage here is that if you don't have a redemptive revelation of God, it will cause you to get slack in your life in serving God. It will cause you to get lazy. It will cause you to, to do wrong things. Why? People that do wrong things in the kingdom of God, I'm talking about people that, that, that kind of go off and do some wrong things, they don't have a fresh redemptive revelation of God in their life. And I'm preaching to somebody today. And if you get a fresh revelation, a redemptive revelation of God, of what, the purpose that he created you for, hallelujah, are you listening to what I'm saying today? Then when you understand that you are created for a purpose and to fulfill that purpose, then you won't be doing things that will go against the purpose. You're going to be aligning yourself up with the purpose. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You're not going to see. See, one of the things that causes us to go the wrong ways in God is that we start looking at circumstances and we're not seeing circumstances line up and we get discouraged. And then we say, what's the use? You know, we keep praying, but we're not seeing any change. And then the devil will say, why are you praying? It ain't working. And the devil, and look at, look what's going on. It, it's getting worse. And then the devil will try to tell you, it, it's not worth it. Why, why even pray today? You, you, you've been praying for over three months and nothing changed. You know, I pray uh, every day and I'm praying for my family and I pray for you guys. And, uh, and last year we took uh, Christian to the doctor and uh, Christian has, you know, different situations with him. You know, he's dealing with autism and uh, we're believing for his full recovery. And but uh, there's all he's also deals with um, 
other things too, like food allergies and things, you know, other physical issues that we're believing God to, to deliver them from. And, and so, you know, and I'm praying for him every day and, um, you know, that God will heal him, deliver him. Right. And, but we're not really seeing too much progress. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And last year we took Christian to the hospital, uh, well, to, for a checkup, to the hospital for a checkup. He has a yearly checkup. And um, he was dealing with these ticks. They, they call them, now, now I'm not talking about the, the thing that you get that sucks your blood. Amen? Uh, I'm, talk, I'm talking about he would like shake his head and he, it's like, like a little tick, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, he was doing like, you know, he would like, uh, like that or shake or something like that. I, hopefully I'm doing it right. Yeah. And, um, like Mick Jagger or something, you know, or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mick Jagger and not, not that kind of tick, but, um, and, um, and so, but, uh, he just had a, he just had another, uh, um, um, checkup. This week. And, and the doctor says, how's those ticks? And we didn't realize it, but he's, he's not dealing with ticks anymore. And, and what I'm saying is that sometimes God will answer your prayer and you don't even realize it. That God did something for our son that was dealing with, you know, a big jagger tick, you know. And, um, and, and, he, and, and healed him. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so, so you got to keep praying. You got to keep reading your Bible. You got to keep coming to church because you don't know when it's going to be that day. What day is that? It's the suddenly day when the miracle drops into your lap. You don't know what your prayers are doing and what and what, and what they're accomplishing. You don't realize it, but they are accomplishing something. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so Christian was delivered from that tick. And he's going to be delivered from everything else in Jesus' name. And it's going to be a testimony for the glory of God. So I had the devil talking to me this week. He was saying, why are you doing this? Nothing's working. <laughs> Has the devil ever told you that? It ain't working. You, might, that, you know what that tells me? Oh, it's working. <laughs> That's telling me I better keep it up. I better keep spinning the plates, you know. I better keep praying. You know, they, they, in the circus, you know, you got, you, got the, you got the people that spin the plates. They put it on a stick, and then they try to do, like, a bunch of them. And then that one's wobbling, and, you know. Well, sometimes faith is like that. You got to keep running and spinning. You're praying. You're speaking the word. You're reading your Bible. You're witnessing. You're giving into the kingdom. And, and, and then you're getting a week over here. Let's get back to praying, reading the word. And, then, and you got to keep it going. You just don't stop. Amen. You keep it going. I'm going to keep praying, reading my Bible until the last day I'm here on this earth. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to be like the Energizer Bunny. I'm going to keep going and keep going and keep going, like I said before, many times. And so we need to be, we need to keep going and we need to get fresh direction from God. In Acts 13, I mentioned this last week. In Acts 13, they were worshiping God through prayer and fasting. I'm talking about uh, certain prophets and teachers uh, in the church. Uh, uh, And so they were like these prophets and teachers Paul was part of it and Barnabas Barnabas is uh, was was uh, a person that was a servant of the Lord and and the Bible says in Acts 13 
uh, verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So what happened? When they're in their ministering to the Lord, God gave them fresh direction. God gave them purpose. God showed them what he wanted them to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And there's nothing more satisfying in this world as being a Christian and knowing what God wants you to do and doing it. Amen. I'm going to say it again. God created us for purpose. And we need to get a revelation of what God wants us to do. And when we get that revelation and we start walking it out, we will be fulfilled Christians. See, there's a lot of unfulfilled Christians in the body of Christ because they're more consumers and they're not contributors. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. And once you get over to being a contributor and not just being in the stands saying, rah, 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 keep going, pastor, keep going. No, you've you got to get into the game too. Amen. Amen. And you've got to start walking out the walk that God called you to. And then when you get involved in the church and you're helping out and, and you get involved in giving your tithes and offerings and helping other people out with their visions, God's going to work on your vision. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so, so we need to, uh, number five, we need to uh, continue to fast to seek healing and deliverance from evil spirits. I'm going to say this again. We need to continue to fast and pray to seek deliverance and healing from, from even those evil spirits that will try to attack us at times. And so on Isaiah 58, 8, it says that your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Amen. Amen. I like that. So, so it says, your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Now, I'm going to say this, and I, I've had testimonies. My brother John fasted over the years. Every time we've been doing this 21 days fast, he was dealing with some physical issues. Um, and he fasted, and God healed him through that fast. And physical issues. My mom had a situation where she was supposed to go get surgery. And she was dealing with an issue too. And she, and she didn't want to go under the knife. So she prayed and fasted for three days. After three days, the Lord told, revealed to her that she didn't have to get that operation. And the Lord healed her. Amen. Three days of fasting. I, I think that's worth it. And some of us wouldn't, wouldn't put the fork down for nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It doesn't matter how bad it gets. You don't take away my food. Don't take away my meal, Pastor. Now listen, if it gets bad, you need to start fasting. You need, you need, you need to get serious with God. You, you need to start serious. I mean, there's people going through almost, uh, you know, uh, 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 a doctor's report that's a death sentence, and, but they're not going to fast. You better start fasting and praying and seeking God and seeking him and humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. And so and so and that was a great testimony. And so it says here in Hebrews 12, 1, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So here in Hebrews, uh, the apostle Paul talks about. That we all are in a race, and when we're fasting and praying, uh, sometimes in our race, 
there's things that, that we do that hinder us from moving as fast as we can in the race. And there's, and there's little sins in our life that we need to get rid of, little things that we need to correct, amen? Like, I need to walk in more love. <laughs> God's always working with me about my love walk, amen? And I need to walk in more love. And, and, so, and so when we correct these things, it's going to enable us to run our race uh, and get to the finish line that much quicker. Amen. It's going to enable us to, to run our race without all those hindering things. And sometimes we need to fast and pray to, 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 to break off those things that are hindering our, our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And number six, uh, we, we, we fast and pray to seek intervention for some particular crisis or some problem that can be handled through natural ways like, a, like we need a miracle. And so I'm saying to, the, to you today, I, I know Jehoshaphat, a man in the Old Testament, he had three armies against him. They, he, was, he was nervous. He fasted and prayed. And, and, and the Lord said, you don't need a fight in this army and, and that's where we get the, the battles, the Lord's, and the victories ours. So Jehoshaphat didn't have to fight these three nations that were against him uh, as they fasted and prayed and worshipped. That was the key. As they fasted and prayed and worshipped, the Bible said that God sent ambushments against these people, which means God caused confusion to go into the enemy's camp. They started fighting one another. They killed each other off. And by the time the, 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 the Israel army got to where they were at, they were all dead people around, and all it was was plunder. Which it was all their wealth, and it took three days for them to pick it up. In other words, when you're fasting and praying, you don't need a fight in this battle. The battle is the Lord's, and the victories are. In other words, God will do our fighting for us. In other words, God will get into the fight. And he will fight the fight for us. And you don't have to fight that fight. God will fight for you. And I love that, that he will fight our fight for us. In other words, God will get involved. And, I, you know, I, I, even one of the ladies at church, she, 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 was, she, she um, did a positive thing and helped in a funeral and all that. And she said some things that seemed to upset, you know, the, the person that, that the, the funeral was being done for the, 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 the son of the mother that the funeral was being done. And so in that fasting and prayer, even though he seemed to be upset with some of the things she said, this week he calls her and said, you did a wonderful job. Like God turned everything around. Amen. What am I saying? God can change the situation. It might be a person that might, might be against you at work, or you may think that's against you. But when your ways are pleasing to God, he'll make even your enemies be at peace with you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And the seventh key here is that we fast and pray to intercede for others. And the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray... Humble means to fast and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. I'm, I'm going to say this to you today, that, 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 that this nation needs healing. I'm going to say this, that, 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 that our city, our country needs healing. 
We need revival back in the United States. We need revival to come back. We need people to get back on fire for God. And, you know, it's not just this church. You know, there's lots of churches out here. You know, like we, our numbers, you know, are not as, as plentiful as they used to be, where it's happening in every church. All, a lot of churches are missing a lot of people in the seats. I know some churches are cutting off services. I know one church my brother attends uh, used to have a Saturday night service and three services on Sunday. They took away the Saturday night service. They took one of the services away on Sunday. Why? Because the people weren't showing up. And they did this for years. The Saturday night service. Why? We need revival. We need revival in our land. We need revival amongst the people of, of, uh, of the body of Christ. We, we need to get on fire. We need revival. We, we need to pray for our brothers and sisters that's missing church. We need to call them, and I do call them, and minister to them and encourage them to come back to church. There's something about coming into the atmosphere. There's something about coming together. It shows that we're still fighting the fight of faith. It shows that we're still in it to win it. It shows that, that we're not giving up. It shows that we're supporting one another. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Yes, thank God we're online. Thank God that you can watch online. But it's, it's even better when you come out to church, when you're a part of the service, when the anointing's in the church. There's something about being in the presence of God. It, 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 the anointing, it, it affects us in a different way. I'm here, are you hearing what I'm saying today? So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to keep praying for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Keep praying for your neighbors that's unsaved. I'm, I'm, how many people have some unsaved neighbors out there? Oh my gosh, I got neighbors all around me that I, they don't. They, they're not saved. I don't. You know. You know. They're. 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 You know what I'm talking about. And uh, I mean, they're everywhere. Unsaved people are everywhere. And we need to be praying for these. Thank God we're in the ark of safety. Thank God that we're, we're going to be ready for the rapture. When, when, when the rapture happens, we're ready for Jesus to come back. But we need to get more people into the ark. We need to get more people. We need to pray for our neighbors. Witness to people. Bring them into to, to the safety ark. So because we, the more the merrier, amen. And so we need to be interceding and praying and fasting. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you uh, this week to, to, to take some of these keys and, and start praying for those that, that, that need God. Yes, we need God, but our relatives, some of your family members need to come back to God. Some of your family members are backslidden and out of the will of God. And I'm telling you, we need to be praying and fasting for these people. If God doesn't come into their life, they're done. I'm going to say it again. If God doesn't come into these people's lives, there's nowhere for them to go but down. But when God comes into our lives, when we start praying and we see God moving, and even just little bit by little bit, it happens a lot of times, a little bit by little bit. But when we pray and things start changing, I'm telling you, these people are going to be so happy that we stood in the gap for them and that we prayed for them. And I'm telling you, our reward in heaven will be great. Did you receive it today? Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness today. I thank you, Father God, 
that you're preparing us, you're preparing this church for greater things, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you have uh, increased the worship team and that you're adding to the other teams of the dream team. I thank you, Father God, that you're doing great and mighty things. I thank you for those that's watching online. And, and, and Father, I just thank you. And perhaps maybe you're watching online. Maybe you stumbled across this broadcast and you're, and you're not too sure where you stand with God, where the Bible says today is a day of salvation. And the Bible says, as I mentioned earlier, that if you would take a step of faith, if you would just draw near to God, how do you do that? Through repentance, by asking God to forgive you and asking God to come into your life. You're drawing near to God. And the Bible says that God will not disappoint you. So if that's you today, watching online or listening to this broadcast, or if that's you uh, here in the audience, pray this prayer today and mean in your heart because the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Say this and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 